Hey y'all, hey, we're back. Hi, welcome to Plenty Opinions, um, where we get together every other week and talk about all the things that go into being wives and mothers and grown-ass women our age. I'm Janae. And I'm Zuri. And this is episode 20. We make it move. I know. And today we're going to be talking about struggle love. So let's get into it. <laughs> okay, so this was posted by Donick. Shout out to Dawn, an amazing colors and hairstylist in Brooklyn. What up, Brooklyn? Um, and it was reposted. That's the first time I heard you say what up, Brooklyn. Usually we're so Brooklyn negative. Well, we okay. have two guests from Brooklyn today, so I'm just oh, trying, trying to, to I'm, just, I'm trying to spread a uh, one, sorry, spread love the Brooklyn way. Um, this was reposted by Spiritual World, and it says, date a girl with low iron. She'll be too tired to cheat. She'll be home asleep or eating ice. And I really felt that because y'all know I struggle with low iron and the ice that be hitting, and I do be tired sometimes. So to all my anemic friends out there, I see y'all. Get, get, get your blood up. Mine is, the less you listen, the louder the lesson. Mm. Hmm. And I thought, when I read that, that hit me in my heart. It spoke to you? Yeah, it spoke to me. Because, so, you know, sometimes, like, when people are talking to you, you're already thinking about what your response is going to be. And you're not actually listening to the words that are coming out of their mouth. So, when I read that, I was, it, reminded, it was a reminder to me to listen intentionally. With okay. intention. Okay, so struggle love. What made me want to talk about struggle love? I was trolling the internet as as one does um, when during the holiday period, and I came across a video that's not not like a recent video. It actually first hit the internet in May, last May, and the video showed a woman crying tears of joy as she wed her longtime boyfriend of twenty three years. Her boyfriend of twenty three years. Yes, you heard right. Um, But what was interesting about the wedding is that it actually took place in a hospital room in Texas where the groom was bedridden because he was fighting stage four colon cancer. And they had friends and family and local news crowded around them to watch the event. Um, Once the officiant proclaimed them wedded, the couple kissed and people cried and the bride shouted, we did it, as one would at a wedding. And, you know, I have this habit when I see little articles like this, heartwarming articles to then troll the comments because I kind of want to see, like, what are people saying about it? What's the general sentiment? And it was interesting, the comments on this particular video, because one of them had a link to an article with the title, Struggle Love is Not a Badge of Honor. And I was like, that's an interesting takeaway from that very heartwarming local news story about this man who's sick with cancer, which cancer is the worst who just got married to his longtime girlfriend. Struggle love is not a badge of honor. How did you come to attribute struggle love to this little um, scenario you just saw play out? And as I read through the article, you know, the author was really talking about how marriage already requires more labor, more sacrifice, more change, more give from a woman. And at the very least, it should be done when a partner's at their most productive state. And he was really, or he or she, I'm not really sure, was really, was really taken aback by how the reaction to the people, of the other people in the comments was kind of implying that like, this was a reward this woman got for sticking with this man for 23 years versus just like a show of their love. Like, why does it have to be a reward for a woman or gift a man gives to a woman? Why couldn't it just be they're in love and they want to get married? And I just went down a whole rabbit hole of like, what do they even mean by struggle love? And are we doing them a disservice by putting that title <coughs> on their relationship? So that's what I want to talk about today. Struggle I want to talk love. a little bit about struggle love. What is it? How do we define it? And once we get to a definition is, you know, being in a relationship, whether there are struggles or not, better than being in no relationship at all. 
So we got two great guests with us to help us unpack all of this. Megan Iskra. So the way we would do the segment so you can introduce yourself to our guests. Uh, we ask you, where are you from? What do you do for a living? Uh, are you married, single or otherwise? And then you give us your cheat code. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. <laughs> she just said age before beauty or something. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm Iskra. I, oh, well, I'm, I work at a college. I'm a, I'm a counselor. And um, I am single. And my Chico, um, my Chico is uh, las di- los gustos de cada quien son las diferencias de cada cual. Meaning, oh, <laughs> right. Uh-huh. <laughs> Meaning, no, really. you, you know, what you like is what makes you different. So stay true, basically. Oh, uh, yeah. That's a good one. Snaps yeah. for that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and where are you from? I'm from Queens. Oh, Brooklyn. Sorry, Oops. I apologize. <laughs> Next. Hi, so I'm Miguelina or Migue. I am one half of the Brujas of Brooklyn, along with my identical twin sister, Griselda. I am a college professor within the CUNY system. Um, I'm also a witch, a social science bruja. And my she code, I have so many, but for the context of this chat, can I curse? Yeah. Um, is toxic <laughs> dick will kill you. All right. And I All think right. that, that is, uh, I think, I think it's <coughs> it is relevant. Yes. So take us to how you got to that cheat code. Toxic <laughs> dick will kill you and what the people should take away from it. Cause it's a good segue into defining struggle love. I'm sure. Um, <laughs> I mean, where do I start? I think the work that Gri and I do, we practice Kundalini yoga, which is all about the nervous system and your glandular system, but more importantly, your aura, this idea that we're not just these bodies physically, we have an aura that's huge. And it's this beautiful 10 foot like light that encases you. And when you're eating right and you're happy and you're in love the proper way, it, it shines, it's really bright and it's really protected. So all the bullshit doesn't get in. When you're not eating right, when you're not taking care of yourself, when you're stressed, your aura does get weak. This has been proven and you're susceptible to a lot more bullshit. One of the things in this context that weakens your aura is having sex, if you're a heterosexual woman, with like an ancient dude, like with a dude that is not for you because as women, we're containers and the penis is entering us. So they leave and we keep like their semen and their energy with us. And this isn't like, you know, he shot the club up. You could even, even have sex with a condom energetically. His um, aura or his energy stays imprinted in your aura. And I speak from experience when you're in a relationship that's not healthy and it's very toxic. It makes you sick. It makes you sick on the spiritual level, mentally, like women out here losing their minds over like dudes that ain't shit or she's the ain't shit person. You know, she needs to get it together and also physically sick, right? Because a physical illness is just a manifestation of something that was spiritually churning and it just made itself known. So, I mean, I have accounts of women that get cancer, they get high blood pressure, they are diagnosed with like bipolar disorder because they're just sad, legit. Uh. They're sad, they're heartbroken because they're messing with someone that's like no good for them. Yeah. So like when I think about that, I think that we can look at this woman's story and everyone's like, well, that's, you know, she shouldn't have stayed with him for that long. Like you guys even had the reaction when I said they were like boyfriend and girlfriend for 23 years. But like what gives us that impression that that had to be a, or this person, the author, the author of the article, what gave them the impression that that must be a struggle love situation? Like how do we define what struggle love is? That's tough. Because I'm thinking 
personally, right? I wouldn't be somebody's girlfriend for 23 years. Mm-hmm. But then I think about why wouldn't I be somebody's girlfriend for 23 years if I'm happy? Right. But people will look at that situation and be like, that's a struggle love situation. He's not, he, he put, um, strung you along for 23 years. You, he should have given you, if you wanted to be married, because she obviously did, because she was excited about the, this wedding. He strung you along and he only got married to you when he was on his deathbed. His deathbed. That's fucked up. Ladies? <laughs> I, I mean, I, we have to, we have to, um, we don't know the context. That's, right, yeah. We don't know the context. And um, I know my uncle and my aunt were married, were together, had a child for 20 something year. The only reason why they got married was because they were going through the process of coming to the United States and they, he needed to be, she needed to be her husband because my uncle was the one asking for us to come here. And, um, and that's the only, re- the, the only reason why they got married. And they got divorced soon after that. They lived a happily life before that. And when they got married, it's just everything it crumbled. Things yeah. changed. So we don't know the context, but <clears throat> I'm with Zuri. I don't know that I'll be boyfriend with somebody for 20-something years, boyfriend and girlfriend with somebody for that long. It's just, um, I wouldn't. I, I mean, not, that's not in me. Yeah. You know, why um, not? Uh, because I do want, I do want the marriage. I do want, you know, I do want, I want the party. I want the companionship. I want the, uh, that's right. I want, I do speak your truth. Speak your <laughs> I, truth. I, you know, I do yeah. want to be, I do want to be committed to somebody and I want somebody to be committed to me. And, yeah. you know, and sometimes, and yeah, sometimes we put so much pressure on this one paper, you know, you, somebody could be committed to me forever and ever, uh, without that piece of paper, but I want it. I mean, I'm I'm traditional and, you know, That's I do want, want it. Yeah. yeah. I think about like <clears throat> separately and I'm asking all the questions. If you have questions, you should like it. <laughs> but like, I think about separate, like the other side of the coin. Like we look at like a lot of celebrities, like Snoop Dogg has come out at some point and being like, you know, I'm so happy that my best <clears throat> friend stayed with me as long as she did because now we have this great relationship or- He's not married? Like, Huh? He's not married? They're married. Oh, okay. But like they were married for a long time. He cheated on him. He did a lot of dirt. Oh, okay. So she stuck she, with him. She yeah. stuck with him through that. Maybe I'm not being that articulate today, but she stuck th- with him through that. And then they now they have this fruitful, great relationship in his elder years. T.I. has been famous about saying mm-hmm. similar things about Tiny, right? Gucci Mane is probably like the most famous one to be like Keisha Kayor rode with him even through... His crazy, his crazy days and stuff like that. And they're glorified. Those women no, are glorified no. in a certain way for being, and not to harken back to another episode, we had Ryan Die Chicks. Right. Right? But I think we all sitting at this table, our head nodding, like there's something wrong in that. And what is, like, that's kind of the nut of what I'm trying to get what to. Is like, it? what is wrong in that? What, what is the difference between being faithful and being a ride or die through, with your man through the ups and downs and getting, crossing into, wow, you're really accepting struggle love. Yeah. The, when, as you Close. as you went through those examples it made me think of this post that i saw and i was looking for it the other day because i was like yo that, that shit is true is um us women have to stop thinking like being like dealing with these types of relationships and struggling in these relationships are like badges of honor to kind of like to boast about that's, like what's what's the benefit i mean it's it's <laughs> i think the benefit is like our worth as women is like oh you got a man like the benefit is like you ain't alone. At least you got someone, even though yeah, I don't get along and he's cheating on you. You you are you are claimed 
And I think as women of color from the diaspora, uh, like it's a struggle, it's struggle love. And I know the four of us in this room, I know Iskra personally, so I know her answer to this question, but I could assure you that both of you, we have at least one woman, like a, a elder, that she endured shit with a man. Mm-hmm. And she put up with so much from a man and that was like a given. It's like, is he hitting you? No. So what's the problem? Like that, that was it. If he's not, if he's not beating you, then you good. If he ain't beating you, then you're good. And I think that it go, it boils down to our worth being like dwindled to just being somebody's property. It's not our degrees. It's not that we're good people. It's like, oh, you're somebody's wife. And the, the whole ride or die thing, like that shit has to stop. And sometimes when people hear women like us speak, they think that we're the type that when it gets tough, we're the first ones to pack our stuff and leave. I'm not saying that. Let's not live in extremes because there will be ebbs and flows. I'm not married. I know you two are. But I've been in long term relationships where shit gets real yep. and you're ready to be like, yo, peace. But then you sit quietly and you see when everything settles that that person is worth writing it out for. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the Gucci main blatant disrespect. We're talking about T.I. and Tiny not working out and him feeling like it's okay to like bash the mother of his children and then come back with his tail between his legs and been welcomed with open arms. That's what we're talking about. My issue is that struggle love, the little girls that are looking up to us and the messages we give them, like it's okay to put up with bullshit with my little 15-year-old boyfriend because my older cousin or my mother puts up with it. And that's the issue with struggle love. Yeah. Excuse me. And to add to it is the the fact that, you know, we cannot we cannot forget that there's also this thing about feeling alone Mm -hmm. and and a lot of a lot of people. And I and I have and Miguel again, and you guys know me that I've always been in a relationship, you know, and this is the first time in my life where I'm alone, but I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. You know, but and I feel and it took it has taken me four years to be comfortable with where I am and who I am and, and to be and to think really hard now that I am single, who I let in, you know, and I think a lot of people get caught up on that on like, I'd rather be I'd rather be with somebody yeah. than be alone. Yeah. And and it's not yeah. being comfortable with us and 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 being by ourselves with us. It's okay. Cause when you're by yourself, a lot of shit from your past, on unresolved traumas, unresolved BS, that's actually good that it's coming up. It comes up to show you what you need to work on. So then you could really attract people that are worth it. And it gets tough. Iskra and I, we talk about this all the time. I was single for five years. It gets lonely. And it's not lonely on Christmas. It's lonely like on a Tuesday and I had a hard day at work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I want to talk to someone. I want to lay on someone's lap and watch, I don't know, trash TV and eat Chinese food. And I think that it when all that, that noise stops and all this stuff from your past comes up, people are like, oh, hell to the not. Let me get on this app or let me like call this person that's not worth it, but it's a warm body. And that's where we, we, we like trap ourselves. I think people also get afraid of like giving up on something too early. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. almost like when you're in it, you're like, well, it could be worse. And I don't want to like turn my back on this thing that could be could be something too. Like I think a lot of people have a hard time realizing like actually this is it is bad now. This you is should the turn bad. your back on it now. This is actually what you don't deserve right now. And they keep on trying to ride it out a little bit more just with the hope that it's going to get better. They try to be so optimistic about it. And I think um, because they don't want to be alone or they don't want to feel like oh this is my one chance and I gave up on my one chance yeah. at love and happiness because I couldn't handle a little bit. 
And I think that it's important for women to talk candidly with, with at least one more other woman about the stuff that's going on in your relationship, because it's a contrast. It happened to me where I was very private. I was going through a lot with the relationship I was in for eight years. And one day we were at Pinkberry. I never forget me and my like closest friends from Binghamton. We had sushi. Then we went to Pinkberry. And I don't know, I happened to start telling them all the struggles I was going through. And I panned the room. It was like six of them. And they were all looking at me like, girl, I was like, you don't you don't go through this? Like, your man don't talk to you like this? Yeah, I don't go through this. And all of my best friends, including my twin sister, were like, nah, girl. And for me, that was the beginning of me understanding that I was in a really bad situation. Mm -hmm. And I felt everybody went through this. Everyone goes through these trials. Everyone does. And there are trials, but some of them are way too much that they can't be fixed. And that that's life saving, but a lot of times we don't speak up as women. We don't want to air out our dirty laundry. Yeah, if we're afraid of the embarrassment. <clears throat> it's also, I don't even, I don't even know if it's like airing out laundry or your dirty laundry, but even just like letting people in, right? Like because mm-hmm. we've talked about this like on another episode. Like when you let people into your relationship, like what's the purpose? Is it to help you? Are you trying to get somebody like to validate your position? Are you looking for help? Are you looking for some kind of comparison? So I think it's just us as a society like as a as a culture as a people like black people brown people we just we don't share like we don't talk about finances we we have a hard time disclosing and having a conversation and i think maybe that even plays into a part to struggle love right like we don't talk about if your mother went through this situation you're likely to follow in her footsteps or repeat the cycle Mm -hmm. but you don't have you know our parents aren't talking it's like hey you know when i was with your dad or when i was with your mom that that shit wasn't good we shouldn't have been doing stuff like that or you know the way you see your aunt being treated by her uncle, that's not so great. We don't want to repeat that cycle. We don't have those conversations. So that's a, that's a part of it. That plays into it. It's also, uh, also the, the family plays a huge part of it, right? Um, I know one of my relationships is, you know, I never had a relationship where my parents were close to my boyfriend. And this one relationship where my parents were really close to my boyfriend, but they had no idea that he was abusive, mm-hmm. right? So I'm battling with... This man is abusive, abusive, like physically abusive, but my parents my love him. My family loves him. He yeah. goes have drinks with my father on the side, or he hangs out with my brothers and I'm not even there. And it's like, to me, that was like, oh, you know, but inside, you know, I was crying. I had to call one of my friends at five in the morning, I'm a, you know, come pick me up. Yeah. You know, I might get beat up today. And it's like, and it's those things that you, you struggle with. And I'm like, oh, and I'm older. You know, mm-hmm. Megan and I are older. So we're like constantly, you know, not constantly because that has never, I have no pressure in my life. I don't right. know that I want children. I don't think 95% of, I don't want children. So I don't have that pressure. I don't have the pressure of like, oh, I need to be with somebody because I need children. But a lot of women are. Yeah. And, and they, they, and they get the pressure from their families too. Yes. And, yeah. And, yeah. and their friends. Around yes. around. It doesn't help it. And I think I that know. it's the, the uh, unlike Iskra, 95% of me knows that I want children. Like 100% of me does. So for me, there was a different pressure. Yeah. And it took me a long time when I was single to just put it in God's hands and trust. If it's written for me to be a mother, it's going to happen regardless. But like I remember speaking on what Iskra was saying uh, culturally, both of us being Dominican, and this is not limited to just Dominicans. I sat my mom down when my last relationship ended and I was 33. I had just turned 33 and I we were like on and off and I would move back home and then I would move back in with him. And it was just like, it was just a game. And the last time I was like, no, mommy, I'm really coming back home. And she's like, yeah, you know, your room is here. My doors are open. But she's like, before you do, um, what if you have his baby? You don't think that he'll change what if you have babies do not change the situation? And I was sitting there like, <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> I was sitting there like you. I didn't say anything. I was like, no, mommy. But I remember going into my room and crying. Not so much. I was crying more because that's how my mother saw the world. Where it's like, and she told me, tú no crees que tú estás viejita. You don't think you're a little too old to playing these games? To play these games? I was 33. And luckily I didn't listen to that and I ended up leaving for good. But a lot of women listen to that and, yeah. and they struggle because it's, again, it's better sometimes to, to be with someone and be someone's mother and someone's girlfriend or wife than be alone. Or they feel that way. Yeah. They feel that. yeah. Okay. So I think we should help the people who might be listening <laughs> By giving them what we have learned as signs of you might be in a struggle love situation. From our experience, we're not experts, but we know some things about it. Like I would start with if the person is disrespecting you, disrespecting you either verbally or physically, they could be disrespecting you either way. That is a struggle love situation. Like you are now entered the zone of struggle love. It's not something that will probably get better. It's probably not something that like you can work on to grow on. Like what are other things that you can see happening in your relationship that you're like, ding, ding, ding. Maybe I should talk to a friend about this because this might not be normal. What For me, the big one was when, when my partner, cliche, you're going to hear from anybody, he kept calling my friends hoes. He kept trying to get me away from my friends. He never wanted me to hang out with my friends. That and I like, oh yeah. yeah, he was trying to isolate me. And I think that's something that if your man is trying to isolate you from your friends, you might, be in, a you might be in a struggle. Friends or situation. family. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Friends or family. Yeah. What do you think, Z? Um, when your partner does not see the value in you and tries to demean or belittle you. Examples. Um, it could be anything from you expressing your opinion and trying to say like that it's not valid. And I think um, lack of support, it can come in several ways. I don't want to give like one stark yeah, example yeah. and mm-hmm. they feel like that's it. Um, if you don't feel supported or you don't feel valued or you don't feel heard, I think that's a situation for you to question and be like, eh, this might be struggle of this. Yeah. Struggling. Um, I think to me, it's a feeling like when I was in that relationship for eight years, eight more than eight years, I look back and there was always this feeling in my gut, like something doesn't feel right. And I was, I cried a lot. I was like, oh, it was always some drama. Like if the drama doesn't cease, if it's one thing after the other, after the other, that struggle love. The, the problem is if everybody in your circle, in your lineage deals with struggle love, you're not going to look at that as abnormal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. You're going to look at that as like, it's not that bad. At least he don't beat me. Yeah. At least he didn't have a kid outside of the union. Sometimes you are married in struggle love. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes mm-hmm. you're married in struggle love. And it's like, girl, at least he put that ring on my finger. But as women, we're very, very intuitive. Like, if you listen closely, you will know. You will know. And like, for me now, I have a contrast and my boyfriend and I, we've only been together a few months. But even when I look back at that last relationship in the beginning stages, there were red flags at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Red flag, inconsistencies, gaslighting is big. You see something, you know you saw something, you know he said something and you confront him and he's like, no, I didn't, what are you talking about? I didn't say that. Oh, you're crazy. You're crazy. Why are you taking it there? Why do you want to have drama? Yeah. Like, and you're like, and then you sit there and you're like, like, (laughs) <laughs> but, but sometimes at the moment, you don't even know it's gaslighting. Right. You're like, maybe, right. maybe I did overreact. Oh my God, yeah. you're so dramatic. I'm so <laughs> sorry. You're so right. You're apologizing. Like, I'm so sorry. Why not? I should trust you. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. And I think that with in that situation, he never hit me. He never called me a bitch. And I, I was like, that was enough. I was like, it's really bad. And he's he has a really bad temper. And he throws stuff, you know, against the wall where he gets mad. But he he's never called me a bitch. He's never like pulled he's my. He's never air. called me on my name. Yeah. But that no, there's a lot more that that falls under the struggle love category. Yeah. I think you're right though with the, the intuition and like if you don't feel like I always say like loving someone isn't hard. It's the relationship that's hard. But knowing like what you're willing to work for and tolerate. Because like to be being married, that shit ain't easy. Being in a relationship, sometimes like you think it's easy, but you gotta work and, and make sure that it's worth working for. Yeah, but like how do you know that it's not just something worth working for and it's actually time to cut? The intuition, you know. Yeah. I think you I think when you have a serious conversation with yourself and like like Mia said, when silent, you really listen, you'll know. But like, don't ever underestimate the power of denial. Denial sets in and it's like, it's not that bad. And you live your whole life convinced that it's not that bad. And for me, as somebody that, that does very deep, deep personal work with women, what makes me sad is that some women will never know tr- true, pure love. It's, mm. it's a lot of work. Yes, like it's not perfect, but there are relationships that even in the in the in the work, it's love. It's pure. Yeah. There's integrity. This person is honest. And a lot of people will never give themselves that chance because they're so scared to take the leap mm-hmm. and like leave that person that's not good for them and be alone. And I think you said something earlier, Janae, where it was like some people don't want to give up because they, they just started and they're like, yeah. maybe too soon. The opposite is true. Oh, I've invested All eight years time. of my yeah. life. I always used to kid around like, girl, he got my good to the years. So <laughs> I'm not giving this up and I'm going to stay with him because right. we were together yeah. for my mid-20s. And you ride it out. And by the time you blink, I'm like, oh, shit, I'm 52. And I had a hysterectomy because I was so stressed. And, you know, we couldn't have kids because I was so stressed. Or he had a kid outside of the marriage, but it's all good. And and, and you, time will fly by and you are still riding it out for him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you want to do letters? Sure Okay. I'm just thinking about me. I'm like, damn, that's crazy. Oh, me gay story. Yeah. Hello, hello, example of a 52 year not Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is crazy. And then you end up in Waiting to Exhale. Right. The movie as a character. Girl, Waiting to Exhale is the, the good side. You end up on Snap. But that's <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, that's I wasn't going to go to that. I'm not going to suggest that people commit no, homicide. No. <laughs> just saying. That is not our advice. That's you said earlier. No. Janae, no. when we're talking about another Conversations that happen when they're off the mic are off the record but since these are all my friends listen yes i will beat a bitch's ass in school if they do something to my child thank that you i will see you on the other side of the glass yes i will come visit me orange i think orange would look good on yeah, you. Yeah, orange is my color. um but you know in these situations you don't have to commit homicide for men no don't do it <laughs> hell no it. it ain't not worth it not worth it Okay, so we know how this goes. If you guys are having, like, a problem or an issue that you could use some, like, unbiased, third-party, random-ass opinions on because your friends and your family have too much skin in the game, you should send your letter to plentyopinions at gmail.com. And if it's super spicy, we'll read it on an episode and have, you know, we'll all take a swipe at giving you our advice on how you would deal with your situation. So I think we have two or maybe three letters today, and Zuri will... I'll get started. We have two. Um, This one is from Kia. um, And she says, I don't know how to handle this. My husband of 
five years, spends more time with his sister and her family than he does with me and our children. If I say anything about it, he jumps all over me, defending her. He says she doesn't have anyone to help her, but she, she has two grown-ass sons and a husband she recently decided to divorce. I think his relationship with his sister is weird, and other people have said they think so too. One person even called it creepy. When I told my husband I thought it was a weird relationship, he yelled at me. I can no longer talk to him about his sister with him. It's off limits. Please help. There are some, there are some, there are some siblings' relationships that are beyond what we think as normal. <laughs> I, we, there are, we've it's seen them. Yeah, it, 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 it is. And it's a, and it's a tough situation, sis, because that's blood. And, 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 and he would, as he seems, he would leave you. For his sister. For his sister. The way she left her husband. Huh? Maybe for, oh shit! Maybe for the brother. Oh, because oh, she divorced her two sons and her husband for the brother. Okay, so I'm gonna try to actually give some advice. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, like, instead of just telling you you're in a shitty situation, just which damn. I'm sure you know you are, I think that it's always tough to be to come in between someone and their family because there's a lot of history there that happens before you even enter the scene. And we get a lot, again, cultural surround sound that says blood is thicker than water and all these things like that. So I think you have to take care of self first. Mm -hmm. And if it is messing up your mental health, if you're getting so bent out of shape about it that it's stressing you out, then you need to move on from the situation. You can't ever expect that you're going to be able to get him to treat his sister or you're going to be able to manipulate that relationship between him and his sister in a way that works for you. So you got to protect self, I think. So I would say evaluate how much it's matter it's how much it's affecting you and if it's affecting you so much that you're not being productive in other parts of your life then that is a cut and run situation that would be my advice so cut and run you, you mean from the situation or from the marriage from the whole like the the whole thing. Thing. Say, I'm say, saying say, 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 commit to what you're saying the marriage is what leave you're saying leave the whole thing yeah i'm i I, I don't think that necessarily disagree. I think have a con- you've had a conversation with him, but I think let him know how serious it is to you because maybe he, he heard you but didn't really understand that you were really upset, like it's really affecting you. And let him know that like, listen, your sister is affecting me in these areas of our life. You you, you fixing her roof, but we we look, you know, we got a leaky roof mm-hmm. too. So what's up? Like who are you who are you here to protect? Like your sister's family or your family here that you're trying to build and create? If he's still giving you some grief and you feel like you want to go a little step further, this is not my first plan of action for you, sis. But if you need to take it there, go to the sister house yeah. and be like, sis. Go to the sister's house. That's what this is. I said, yeah, like, yeah. I feel like it gets crazy when you get in between no, like, people's but family But you know what? He may, know he may feel that he needs to support his sister because she just, she's going through a divorce and the sister may not realize how it's affecting her brother's family. So I'm going to go to her yeah. like, sis. I spoke to your husband about this and he feels really strongly about this because he wants to help you. But I'd like to let you know that your, your roof is, is fixed and I, my roof is still leaking. So I'm asking, could you please be mindful when you call him or ask him to come over and all those things that he's being conscientious that he got a family at home that he got to take care of. If sis, sis want the smoke, I'm going to tell sis, I don't want the smoke. I'm going to leave your husband. I'm going to leave your brother and you can have him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, it's a different way. We're <laughs> I mean, oh, just giving you options. Give you options. Like, it is messy. Is this a messy situation? It's super messy. It's super complicated. And like, I, I have to. I guess I'm coming from the assumption that she has to have said something to her husband by now, or the sister by now. Like, well, she definitely said something to yeah. her husband. He, he upset. He yelled at her. So I'm coming from the assumption that you did the, ch- the chatting already. Yeah. And that's why I'm saying, well, if you did the chattings and it's still bothering you and it's still something that's affecting your life and your whatever, then like, find protect self first. But 
How much I mean, the name? positive side, looking at the positive side is it shows that he's a man that family matters to him. So it's like, okay, that's actually a positive trait that he wants to support his sister, but it's taking a little overboard when he's neglecting his family. And for me, this is why marriage is not for the faint of heart. It's a lot of work because you have to understand that this person is your family. Yeah. It's the first family. And then I feel like your blood then becomes secondary. And I'm not saying you have to cut your blood off, but you're creating your bloodline with this person. But I also think getting deeper with black with the black family, assuming this is a black woman or a woman of color, is sometimes the the son takes the role of the dad, yeah, and that's deep, and that's that's not something that could be resolved with like rolling up to the sister's house. It has to be a lot of conversation. And although I agree with you, Zuri, that I would go and talk to the sister, I could talk to I'm blue in the face. But I'm not going to make as much progress as if my husband talks to his sister once. If he talks to his sister and maybe tells her, look, don't call me all hours of the day. If you need something fixed, try to get a handy person or try to ask a cousin before you ask me. I think that that will go a longer way, but he has to do it first. And he has to feel so he has to not feel some type of way. When she tries to talk to him about pulling back from his sister, he's like, what are you talking? He could be like, what are you talking about? This is my sister. This is my family. If I don't take care of her, who does? So like we're yeah. Whenever we read these things, we're making a lot of leaps and assumptions. But well, I, don't so know. It's, I know it's, it's I know she said she talked to him one time, but you know studies show that you have things have to repeat it four oh, times before people before. Well, I said she had no. She, <laughs> she I said she we did. know for sure she has oh. one time. I don't know if she she spoke more than once, but yeah. studies show you have to say things three to four times before it's actually heard. So try again, <laughs> sis. No, but I'm with Janae in the sense that she needs to look at herself first and identify. Okay, this is. We're having issues about you not being here as much or whatever, but how well, how else is your relationship being affected? And we don't know that because she doesn't mention that, mm-hmm. right? But like you say, Janae, like if if it's affecting you so much that every other part of your life is also being affected, it's just like it's being in a regular relationship, regardless of if you're married with children. And if you are hurting, if you are suffering because of the situation, then you do need to look at it and be like, I need to make a decision. Mm-hmm. But a lot of women that are married make, and I mean, I'm generalizing, but make decisions based off like, oh, our children or our union or, you know, and they yeah. decide to end up taking it in and suffering just because they don't want to destroy the union. I'm going to walk it back a little bit. There's a step before you leave. <laughs> oh, oh, is there now? The step before you leave is you guys go to marriage counseling. Yeah. Yes. That's a good one. And yeah. you talk it through. I and then it. you figure out like, is it something that's actually going to be fixed with a professional involved? Because I'm I all see, about the counseling these days, guys, 2020. And I see it. You tell Therapy somebody real. something 47 times and the person doesn't get it. And like a third party and that's a quote unquote professional says the same thing once. And the person's like, uh-huh. Mm. And I know you want to look at them like I told I said the same shit. Yeah. <laughs> right. But we right? just explains it to you in another way that it, like, a it hits finally. And you're like, oh, you saw that too? That's what you took from that? Oh, yeah. so he's not crazy. <laughs> <laughs> She's not crazy. So yeah, I walk back my first statement. Don't leave yet. Don't pack it up. Like, yeah. Go to therapy after you speak to the sister. Give, see if the sister <laughs> wants to smoke. <laughs> See, she wants to start a world war three between me and the sister. No, just speak to her. Hello, sis, what's up? I'm ready. All right, y'all, do another letter? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've been married for a wonderful seven years. He doesn't drink or smoke and has never used pot or drugs. We have the best time together, love each other, and enjoy our life together. The trouble is his family. (laughs) 
It's always the family. Because <laughs> they be trying it. He's the youngest and they want to treat him like oh, an outsider. Yeah. Whenever we get together, his mother often tells him he was a surprise baby and his siblings treat him like an interloper. I've been wanting to limit our contact with his family and my husband, who has been loyal to them even though they treat him this way, is finally coming around. I don't want to be rude, but his family will never change their ways. What's the most polite way of us distancing ourselves without hurting anyone? Or am I going about this the wrong way? The Meghan Markle method. Just Go kidding. <laughs> <laughs> right, send, send out I'm a memo in the press. <laughs> give out a press release and be like, "We're out. We're distancing ourselves." No, all jokes aside, I don't have advice. That's, that's <laughs> so I'll start. I think the first word that came to me was boundaries. This is all about boundaries and being graceful with boundaries. I don't think you have to pop off when you set boundaries, but having a conversation with your husband first, and then, like, honestly planning out a method like we're going we're only spending one holiday with your family not all of them yeah. we're going to spend more time with the immediate family if they have they have children i don't I'm not i don't sure. know i don't think so she'd say that's tough because i don't know about the rest of you sitting in this room the older i get the less i believe the mantra blood is thicker than water yeah i i feel like yeah. there are certain family members that you have every right to cut off you have every right. Like my twin sister has this thing. Love our family to death. There are certain family members that my nephew will never be in a room with alone. And it's nothing like over the top, but it's little things like they're going to call his hair bad. They're going to call his hair nappy. They're going to give him food that he shouldn't be eating. They're not going to respect boundaries, certain yeah. the boundaries. So doing things like that is important because family sometimes they're the worst culprit. But True. I think this is about boundaries. It's not, damn, these topics are heavy. Yeah. Sis, you want to come back? What's yeah. up? <laughs> it's not like, it's not cut and dry. Yeah. I think you're right about setting, setting boundaries because how do you tell someone like, your family's no good, we, we don't need to be around them. So I think making a conscious decision like, okay. It's, and it seems like she's trying to like, bring her husband on board and be like, don't you see how they treat you? Because he may not, ask. yeah. I was going to ask, that, is he aware that she said he's, he's coming treated, around. that he's being treated that way and it, that it's not right? Because he probably has suffered this from, from childhood. And that doesn't even realize. Treated, so doesn't realize that it's not the right way. And I, I'm going to go, I'm going to go back to what Janae said about therapy. Like he might have to, you know, go to therapy and, and, you know, to understand that, hey, no, you're being treated like shit and it's not right. Yeah. You know? And what I see a lot in relationships, especially with, with sisters, is we come in and if you, you like the four of us here, you're, we're very smart, intelligent. We see past just the superficial. We start seeing shit that we're like, so y'all been operating like this your whole, your whole life. life. <laughs> and we're like, nah, nah, we have to change it. Then they start displacing the stuff on us. Oh, it's such and such changed yeah. because of his girlfriend. But that's the beauty of falling in love. Sometimes the person comes in and they see your blind spot and it, you're like, oh shit, you're right. I have been treated like a stepchild. And again, you don't have to pop off and cut off the whole family. Just scale back, scale back, back a little, little bit. bit. Yeah. A little bit. I'm with Miguel. But how do they start the scale back? Did we say that? Well, she said like, oh, yeah, yeah, not one, ho- not all holidays, one holiday. Yeah. No, you c- call before you come over. You yes. can't just show up. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. This is not, this is not a hotel. You gotta, you have to, please make a reservation. Okay. <laughs> it's not a motel. It's a hotel. Make a reservation. We need to know that you're on your way before <laughs> yeah, exactly. you arrive. Okay. That's it. Okay, cool. So how do we do a moral of the story? This one's hard. Moral of the story. Self-worth. 
Listen to your feelings. Listen yeah. to your intuition. intuition. The moral of the story. And knowing your self-worth, I would definitely say is a part of it. That's the moral of the story. So that you can make you can identify if it's struggle of or if it's something that you can work through and work on and, and don't give up. Listen and, to your intuition. And be wary of the beast denial. Mm-hmm. And speak to speak to people about the things that you're going through. I think that was like a little sub theme that came up out of this. Like, if you're not quite sure, say it to a friend or a family member so they could engage their reaction. I think Miguel, that was like a really good piece of advice where you're like, how you just have to speak on it because mm-hmm. then you might not know, and that those other people can like be a mirror for you and show you where you're at. Ladies, thank you so much for being a part of the conversation. Thank, thank you for thank having you. us. That's a wrap on episode 20. You made it to 20 episodes, Z. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. And if you like us, you know what to do. Sharing is caring. You can find us in all the places where podcasts live. Apple, Apple, Spotify, Google, all the corners of the internet. Send us letters at plentyopinions at gmail.com if you or a friend want or need more of our advice. And let's all chat here soon again. Bye, Bye. y'all.